Faith and Fable, a pastoral podcast where we discuss common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective. I'm Mark. I'm Matt Miller. I'm Matt Henry. And I'm Lena. Guys, don't forget to like and share and comment on this. We've been, actually, I've been posting that. Whenever I post the episode, I always want to know, what are your thoughts about it? You listened to the whole thing. So unless it just washed over you and you had no intelligent thought, you know, comment what you thought. Ask us a question. We like to hear from you. And also that brings interest to the podcast for other people. So <laughs> this is I feel I feel offended for them. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I really look forward to this part of our no, that, was a, that was a fantastic promotion, Lena. Thank you for doing mm-hmm. that. Well, Mark's practicing his very specific encouragements. Yeah. Yes. In trying to husband. be a godly husband. Which That's takes right. us to the topic of the day. Well, that was my transition. Oh, that was. Oh, that was professional. Bam. Oh, so yes. is, it, is it a transition any longer that we're gonna explain no, you it? Ruined it. <laughs> It's like a good uh, joke. What we do, we ruin just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's our skill set. Anyhow, so we've been talking about sex, singleness, and marriage. From there, we talked about a godly mate, and we talked about a wife, right? Uh, what you might want to be thinking about and looking for in a wife. And we promise that we talk about a godly husband. And that's what we're going to do today. So ladies, you get to relax and guys, you get to feel really bad about yourselves probably, but we'll try to do it in an encouraging manner. <laughs> like only we can do. Well, well, they what? shouldn't relax because they should be listening. So, so they, they can like and share. <laughs> Golly, shameless man! I, 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 I don't know. I'm just trying or to so be they a know team what to look player. for in a godly husband. Oh, that's yeah, the I other just... option. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what, when you look at proverbs, and we're just going to literally go through a lot of proverbs and talk about them. At first, you might say that there's very little that talks about what a godly husband would look like. Um, and that's simply because the book of Proverbs is written to men, not women. And that's why you have that focus on women and uh, uh, what a wife looks like and how to, you know, to be on the lookout for the adulterer so that you might flee and protect yourself. Um, Solomon is talking to his sons. He's trying to equip them with wisdom. And so, you know, again, you can look at this and say, well, it doesn't really say anything about a husband, but it does because... A good husband, a godly husband, would be a man who is a wise husband. So, in a sense, the entire book of Proverbs yeah. would, you know, be a Proverbs one through thirty-one type of man. <laughs> right. Wow! Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, there you go. So, when when we're talking about again wisdom, it means what, Matt? The skillful application. Of biblical knowledge. Yeah. So it's not just knowing the Bible, but knowing how to apply it and bring it in to real life, right? Right. Um, and so we're just going to do what we did with uh, the wife. We're going to talk about a husband, and we're just going to bang out several points or observations. 
yeah. based upon um, Proverbs. And a lot of these are going to come, they'll notice, out of chapter 12, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll look at some other ones. And their principles. Right. I mean, Proverbs, one meaning, multiple applications. So we're just going to give the principle, and you're going to have to apply it in your own context, in your own life. And we'll we'll try to smooth any ruffled feathers at the end, because to be honest, as I, I was writing this, it's kind of painful. Um you 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 be you do become aware of your shortcomings, and so we don't want to set you up to fail. We don't want to say this is an unattainable standard, but this is what a wise man looks like. And so, when you're not yet married, and you're thinking about what do I want in a husband? How can I pray for a prospective mate? You know, these are some of the things that the Bible would hold up as as ideals and standards that. Uh, you would want to look for. And for men, it's stuff that you want to grow towards. So the very first one we'll start off is that a wise husband, uh, a godly husband is kind and compassionate. And that comes out of Proverbs 12.10. Lena, do you have that? Yeah. You want to read that? I thought we can include you. Okay. A righteous man has regard... (laughs) A righteous man has regard for the life of his beast, but the compassion of the wicked is cruel. All right. So just taking that and then making an application, it's nothing deep. It's just how does he treat something that has limited value? If he treats uh, his dog, if he treats his pet um, in, a, in a harsh or cruel way, um, does, uh, then, then you already get a sense of the kind of man that he ha- he is. Is he a man that understands compassion and care? Um, does he discard it because it has little value to him? Or does he treat it uh, simply, treat it well simply because he has the ability to care for it? Um, it seems like a little thing, but it actually isn't. Just look at a man and how he interacts with the things that are... Well, it's showing, um, yeah, I mean, it's showing he's other-oriented. Yeah. Because it's not about him. He's, he's not looking at something seemingly of less value than him and saying, no, thanks. It provides nothing to me, yeah. so I'll have nothing to do with and it. And if I want to kick it, I'll kick it. Right. Um, it gets, yeah. And having seen messed up marriages where a husband is just flat out abusive, um, you don't have to scratch your head a lot of times as to where all that comes from. So yeah. that's the first one. You know, just look. Does he show kindness and compassion? Second one, a wise husband is honest. We get this in Proverbs 12, 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal faithfully are his delight. How about you, Mark? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. We do in 12, 19. Yes. Truthful lips will be established forever, but a lying tongue is only for a moment. Yeah. And then Proverbs 19, 1. Uh, Better is a poor man who walks in integrity than he who is perverse in speech and is a fool. I'm not convinced that a lot of people believe that, though. Yeah. That it's better to yeah. be poor and have your integrity. Right. Um, so, so if you can't trust his word while you're first seeing each other or while you're dating, um, then it would only be more common after marriage, um, likely. So, so we would say look for a man who is faithful in his dealings, uh, he is not one who is manipulating things to get his own good, but rather the good of others. Um, lying lips, of course, are one of the the qualities of a person that God hates. And he says that over and over again all throughout mm-hmm. the Proverbs, yep. that he despises lying lips. Um, and yet, again, I've met 
many a uh, young lady who knows her boyfriend lies, um, but she chooses to overlook it, thinks she can fix it later on, and doesn't recognize this is a character quality or a character flaw that is serious, um, that this is something God hates, but she really is in love with this guy, she thinks, and it'll all work out, and it doesn't. Um, the next one would be that a wise husband hears and heeds counsel. Um, Proverbs twelve fifteen says, The way of the fool is right in his own eyes, uh, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. Um, so the the one here, when, when you're, first of all, as a parent, you should be teaching your sons to be men who seek counsel, um, that they should learn how to hear it. Uh, a young man often is filled with really great ideas, but it hasn't been seasoned with time. Uh, to learn how to learn how to recognize a wise person and then to listen to him or her is a really hard lesson for many. Um, a, a wife can be so encouraged when she knows her husband will seek counsel, um, but many wives are filled with dread because their husband, quote unquote, knows better, and and they're just terrified because they're worried what what kind of decision is man going to make and he's going to drag me and the children in with it uh, rather than a man that she can trust that he's going to be seeking counsel uh lena do you have can you read the proverbs 14:12 there's a way which seems right to a man but its end is the way of death and and i i know countless christians who will tell me yeah they know that and yet then they'll go walk right down the path of destruction. And you're like, what are you thinking? We all like to think that we know the right way. Um, but a wise man is one who learns to be seeking counsel. And uh, and that's what you're wanting to look for. Because a young, a young couple, they're just figuring stuff out, right? I mean, you guys are been married for a while. So think about what you knew when you first got married versus now. And, you know, you've got stuff that you can talk to a brand new yeah. a husband, right? You can say, look, I, I learned a few things. Let yeah. me let me tell you. Yeah. Um, and a wise guy is going to listen to you. He can look at a, a marriage and say, "No, this is a growing, solid marriage." So you have something to to, to give to them. Yeah. Uh, the question is, will they listen? Yeah. Uh, another one is a wise husband is hardworking. Uh, Proverbs twelve eleven: He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who pursues vain things lacks sense. So this is this is such a simple thing, but it's much harder to find. Um, so. One of the questions you could be asking is, what takes up the time of a of a potential mate? Um, is he known as a hard worker or as a lazy person? Uh, does he chase after the latest schemes, or is he simply a faithful man who is faithful with the tasks that are set before him? I um, somehow skipped that one, didn't I? Well, for claiming to have written this whole thing, yeah. <laughs> I was like, where did he go? I'm looking at my one. notes, and, yes, and it is. It's a really important one. I'm just not a hardworking podcaster or whatever yeah, we call yeah. us. Busy, what do we call us? Busy with your schemes. Yeah. You're a talker. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're just uh, you're a head, oh. talking head. A talking head. It's a talker, yeah. is it, right? Is right. I, I can do that. But, my that Instagram says really I'm a talker annoying. at Faith and Fable. Oh, All right, okay, and so right. now I'm, right? going, I'm going to now turn the tables on you and say the next thing that we should be looking for is that a wise man has a gentle tongue, and I'm going to respond back to you with gentleness. Well, you that's are the kind of guy such I am. a humble model. <laughs> yeah. Proverbs 12, 18, Lena. There's one who speaks rashly, like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Or uh, Proverbs 15, 1 through 2, uh, 
Mark? A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spouts folly. So that one that you just did, Mark, is always a a good one. Because again, it's one of those proverbs that everyone knows, but Mm -hmm. so few practice. Um, You know, to respond back with a gentle answer rather than, you know, oh, you want to say that? And they they just crank it up. Um, How many fights would have been... Avoided yeah. how many arrests, even and beatings, and all of the other things that will happen in a relationship could be avoided if someone in that relationship chose to respond in a, a gentle way. Um, you it's, know, we well, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, you were talking about as you grow in marriage, you learn things. One thing I've, I've learned for sure is this to this point, when I'm when I want to fight back on something, I think, is that necessary to say? Or can I just hold, you know, is, yeah, is it, see, am so, I just saying that to appease my own sinful nature in that moment? Or is it actually, is it worth yeah. saying? Well, see, and so that shows, again, that growth in wisdom as just a man, Yeah, you know, that, that you're now starting to realize that I, I don't have to just say what comes first to my mind. You're already, you know, dealing with that internally, which is always a, a good thing to hear. Yeah. And so if you want to know what a person's like, watch them just around their parents. Um, how do they speak regarding them? Uh, a, a, a man who is respectful of his mother is likely to be a man who will be respectful of his wife. If, he, if he's not gentle around his mom and dad and he doesn't speak in a kind way toward them, um, he's not going to be any different around you. Um, is, is he a guy that creates peace or does he bring uh, fights. Does he help or does he hinder a situation that's hard? We've all been in those situations that it's just an ugly situation, um, and it can go one way or the other. and And it's a blessing to be around a person who chooses in a way of peace and a way of gentleness, um, rather than pouring, you know, gas on the fire. Um, and that that's good. It's always good to have that wise man who can bring good into a situation. And that's what you're looking for in a husband, a, a man that can speak to you in a gentle way and as well as his children. Uh, another one is a wise husband is generous. Proverbs fourteen twenty one. He who despises his neighbor sins, but happy is he who is gracious to the poor. And then 28, 7. He who gives to the poor will never want, but he who shuts his eyes will have many curses. Okay, so the idea of just being generous, it's simple, but it's hard to see in many people's lives. You know, so the questions you ask, are their hands open or are they closed to the needs of others? Are they looking for ways to help and use their money for good? Um, again, something parents obviously can train their train their children to do. But it, it is an important one because, again, it speaks to the character being other-oriented. Right. How are they serving and using their money and time and resources to build up, and so if you're if you're a woman, you're 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 certainly wanting a man who's going to be using his resources and money um, for your good. That they're not viewing you as just merely to bring them some kind of good. You know, you you said that, and that made me think of another aspect of a a, a godly wife is a woman known for works of mercy and compassion, um, and so often. Works of mercy and compassion take money. You know, it's it's providing food. Um, you know, in some way, a practical 
way of caring for somebody and a husband who is grasping and not generous is going to deny his wife the the right and the ability to do that which God commands her to be. And so, again, you're looking for a man who looks at money as a means to do good works rather than to acquire comfort, safety, or whatever yeah. it might be. Well, and we said, we said it on another episode, but um, I, I think it's incredibly wise for a, a woman who's looking to marry someone to say, show me your giving statement. Yeah. Uh, because it's going to, you know, yeah. it bespeaks in some sense of his character and his generosity and how he understands money and his position of yep. influence. Well, and again, we all of these things... If you're a already married and you have have sons, use this as something to begin to train your sons with of realizing that they're not just because they're really good in sports or they're really good in school or whatever it be doesn't make them a godly young man. So get them to be thinking this way. So like with our what we did with our children, and I know several in our church do this is from the earliest of days, whenever they got birthday money or Christmas money or anything like that, they gave 10% to the church. They gave uh, 80% put into savings and 10% they could spend. It was just the way it was. And so it it saved them a lot of heartache as they started getting older versus you letting your kids just spend all their money on all this stuff. And then they wonder um, why they don't understand the idea of being generous as they're older. So again, all of these are things that a parent can take to actually help train their son to be a godly man. Um, another one would be that a wise husband or a godly husband is forgiving. Uh, Proverbs 19, 11. Man's discretion makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook a transgression. Uh, I, I love that. It's, it's his glory to overlook a transgression. Just that willingness to um, not rise up to a provocation. Uh, people will do it all the time. I think that as you get older and you grow in wisdom, it's just something that you realize, I don't have to fight over every single thing. But I, I, I find it interesting. It's something I camp on when I do premarital. Um, in Ephesians 5, Paul commands husbands specifically that they're not to be embittered toward their wives. But he doesn't tell the wife not to be embittered toward her husband. And I think part of it is because the man's task is to model Christ and Christ is never bitter toward his church. He, he, he knows exactly what he got. <laughs> he, he got a sinful church, and he redeemed the sinful church, and now he's sanctifying the sinful church so that the church will be without spot or wrinkle, Paul says. And so as a result, it's always wrong for a husband to grow in bitterness toward his wife because he knows what he married. He married a sinful woman. And it's his task to preach Christ to his wife every single day and to grow. And it's a difficult task. It's a good and holy task, but it's a difficult one. And, and so the first thing that you can do in a marriage that will help promote that is have a spirit of, of forgiveness. Um, you're not holding these things against your wife. You're not um, remembering every time that she's failed because she'll fail. And woe to the poor woman who has a husband who remembers all of her failings. Uh, she never has a chance to grow or to be experiencing a life of forgiveness. So uh, a very simple thing, looking for a, a man 
whose heart is already prone toward forgiving rather than remembering and holding against. Uh, and then a final one is a husband is willing to admit that he is wrong. Twenty-eight, thirteen. He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will find compassion. So a person who's not willing or able to admit their own sin is uh, one who will build a household filled with sin. Um, he, he is to lead his home in what it looks like to be a sinner who is faithful to confess and repent. Uh, he is the model in that. And so he actually instructs his wife by both word and example in the same with his children. So if, if you got a whole house filled with people who can't admit sin, can't confess sin. I <laughs> you mean, got a mess. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and likely it's all the result of you. Yep. I mean, so if, if you want to know what's wrong with the people to whom God has given you care over, look at yourself. Um, and, oh, go ahead. No, I was just, I, I had a professor one time who said, <laughs> I don't know how true it is, but the principle was helpful. He said, what's wrong with your church five or six years in as a pastor is likely what's wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, it was, I mean, it was kind of a, a thrust to the stomach with the sword, you know, it's like, wow. So... Um, but same thing with a household, with a with a, a, a the man of the home who is to lead and to model and to do all of those things. If, if your home is not doing these things, it's likely a reflection on what you do or don't do. Well, in fact, Paul would say it with the qualifications of an elder. He's like, if he can't manage his household well, then how can he manage the household of God, right? So it would go to what your professor said, um, that at some point you've been there long enough that the church is just simply reflecting right. the pastoral care or lack of care in the church. Um, and one of the things I frequently will do when I'm doing family counseling, marriage counseling, if it's a husband-wife, I'll ask the husband, when was the last time? And oh, I, I mean, I'll look at the wife and say, can you tell me the last time your husband sought forgiveness? And it's sad when she's just looking at me blank. Like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? <laughs> when did he say to you, I sinned? Please forgive me. And she's like, man, I don't know. And the guy's looking really kind of embarrassed. Well, it, it tells you all you need to know right now about what's going on in that marriage. Here's a man who, at least in his own mind, he does not sin against his wife and never needs to repent of something. And then what's even more sad is when you're dealing with an, a rebellious teenager, and, and they're angry and they're bitter. I, I already have a sneaking suspicion, not always, but it's to come and say, so when was the last time dad sought your forgiveness? And again, it gets really, really uncomfortable. I've had fathers who've actually asked me to make their kids leave the room so they can chew me out. How dare you bring, and it's like, I'm not the problem here. It's like, actually, <laughs> you are. You, you've never modeled these things. So, again, for a, a young woman looking for uh, a godly husband, does the guy even know how to admit that he's wrong? And and then the other one that we just did was, and is he quick to forgive you when you do wrong? Yeah. Or is he really gifted at fault-finding in other people and quick to point out their weaknesses and foibles and sins? Sure. But somehow he, yeah. he doesn't have any, yeah. you know? So... Um, you know, with all that, we could go on and on. I mean, literally, Proverbs chapter 1 to 31, you can go through it all and say it all really is going to apply somehow to a, a man and a potential mate. But this is enough to keep most guys busy and most young ladies busy 
thinking about who they're pursuing or hoping to be pursued by. Um, but be, beyond or behind it or underneath it all is the point being made that character is going to matter much more in the long run than his ability to make you laugh or because he shares similar interests or he's really good looking or you can fill in the blank. Is this young man a man of godly character? That's, that's a simple question. Um, and as parents, we need to teach our children then to seek godly character for themselves uh, and in those whom they would associate or associate with. Um, we, te- we, we have to teach them by word and deed the permanence of, mar- of the marriage commitment, the delights of marriage when both partners seek to honor God in their marriage. Um, because it doesn't take much effort for any of us to find examples of that failure. Um, so what counsel can we give to a young man or woman who's thinking about marriage? Just look at the trajectory here, uh, of that person. You're not going to see a young guy probably that fulfills all these things in perfection. Um, but are they moving in the right direction? That's the question. Are they setting in in place before them the necessary stepping stones so that they can keep moving there? Or are they just creating their own stumbling blocks because they have no plan, they have no direction, they have no purpose? Um, are they a, pe- a person who loves Jesus Christ? Um, and not just because they say so, but is it obvious um, do they love the church? Again, is it obvious? Do they do they come to church? Are they engaged during the time of worship? Do they participate in the life of that church? Um, another way is, are they growing with respect to their salvation? Have they moved past mere talking of these things and are actually starting to do these things of wisdom and godliness? You know, are you seeing them actually beginning to practice it? Will it be perfect? No. But it doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're practicing and growing in them. Um, and if so, then you have a potential mate who can walk with you uh, in life and grow with you in a manner that honors the Lord, rather than one of those that's a burden to your soul for the rest of your life in an unhappy marriage. So hopefully this has been helpful. Like and share. Like and share.